Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Work in Progress. Today I am joined by a very special guest, my colleague and beautiful host of All Together and Raising Parents, Dina Sargent. Welcome Dina. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to have to get get an opportunity to join you and um, sort of sneak into your podcast. <laughs> It is great. We're so excited. So in today's episode, uh, it's a little bit different. So me and Dina are going to be discussing goal setting and Dina's here to talk about that and just sort of how that relates to family and all that jazz. So before we get into goal setting and all that kind of stuff, we're going to do a little bit of an icebreaker. We're going to get to know Dina on a bit more of a personal level. I know (laughs) Dina quite well, but for those of you who don't, this is what we're doing this for you. Um, All right. So are you ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's try. (laughs) All right. Okay. So my first question is what is a recent book you have read? Recent book. Wow. Okay. I'm reading three at once at the same time. So I love that. Because um, it's so different. I can't stick with one for the duration that it needs. Yeah. But I think the one that <laughs> sticks out to me is probably, I think it got turned into a movie or is getting turned into a movie. It's called um, It Ends With Us. Um, it's spicy. It's so insane. It's so intense. And I'm completely blanking about who it's by, but she's really come up with a second book called It Starts With Us. And I think it's it's amazing because it talks about familial, um, like domestic abuse and the effects that it comes with that for generations. Yeah. And I think it has such a huge impact as to what in what we deal with in today's society. Oh, it's by Colleen Hoover. Yes. Sorry, I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I've yes. heard about this. Oh, cool. And you like it? Oh, I, I loved it. I love the writing. I love how she shows a very personal view to how domestic abuse affects the children, affects mm. um, the generations after that. Yeah. And just how like cycles repeat. And I think that's really Mm. important to sort of see how the main character puts an end to it and tries to figure out, I mean, it wraps up the whole title, it ends with us. So I think it's, it's a really good book for someone to get into and to understand what today's society is kind of dealing with. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have to give it a read. I really want to read it now. It's got okay. good reviews from what I just saw. <laughs> so that's great. Okay. So second question, uh, what is a movie you would recommend? A movie? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. It's a big question. So I've recently got into the, I don't know if it's, a, I think it's a movie series. I have recently got into Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief again. Oh my god! For the weirdest reason, I'm just like obsessed Hashtag. with watching it again and watching it from yeah. the beginning. And and I'm very much into fantasy driven movies at the moment. So I think that's the genre that yeah. I would love to share. And it makes me such a weeb, or it makes me such a dork for. <laughs> bringing this back into everyone's no, memory so good yeah I just like I was I have not thought about that for such a long time I love like I love how badly it's acted 
especially when yeah. it comes to the second one. I think the second one is so much worse than the first one. But definitely, I love, <laughs> I love that it brings back a childhood. Being like, I didn't see how bad yeah. it was when I watched it for the no, first time, yeah. and now I'm just like, wow, did I love this? Like, I actually <laughs> loved it. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same with Twilight. Oh my god! Like, oh my gosh! And I watched that back like a couple weeks ago with a friend, and we were sitting there like, "This is terrible! <laughs> this is so bad! Like, it is so yeah. bad!" But my ship, you loved have it. changed. My like, the people oh, really? I ship are very different now. I Ooh. okay, this is so Tea. controversial. <laughs> I ship um, Carlisle and Bella so much more than Edward and Bella for the weirdest reason. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my god! I think it's, that is a, that is controversial, yes, Dina. <laughs> yes, especially when it comes to like the new moon. I think I think new moon when he leaves and things when Edward leaves. Oh yeah, that fight, like that tension between the two characters. I'm just like, it's this. This is this seems illegal to do, but like I ship this so much. Actually, okay, all right. Now that you say it, I'm like, oh, I can, I can see what you mean. Yeah. I can see the, I can see the perspective. But and and TikTok is feeding into my ship as well, so it is terrible oh. because I searched yeah. it up oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh no, I'm in a hole now. Yeah, once you search it up, TikTok's like, this is what she likes. Yeah, give it, give it all. It's like Pinterest. Like you look one thing and then it's like everything. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay, so your third question is who is your famous role model wow okay my famous role model I'm gonna sound so cheesy and I'm not gonna say my mom because obviously she is my famous she is my role model um because I learned a lot and it's the reason why I'm doing so well at the family family podcast is because I can use a lot of anecdotes from her but I think one of the famous role models I have most recently has been uh, Michelle Obama. <gasps> yes. And just oh like goodness. the things that she's done and the way that she talks is something that I would love to sort of put into my life. And mm. just the woman that she is and the the fierceness that she holds to this world is just so intense and it's so inspiring. Yeah. And I sound like probably every other person that says Michelle Obama is a famous role but model. she is amazing. <laughs> she is she is incredible. I like I yeah. watched this um, interview that she did and the way that she was answering the questions, it was so nicely done. It was so much better than what I just said. Um, it, was just, <laughs> it was so academically said and the way that she mm-hmm. worded it, the phrases that she used, I was just like, okay, that is my dream person to be, to like yeah. implement into my yeah. own life. So yeah, yeah I would honestly. definitely say that. She's so good. <laughs> have you read, have you read her book? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> so, <laughs> so good. good. Oh my gosh. I read it so quickly. Like it is so good. I have it to read it again. Amazing. Cause now I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'm a, a huge annotator when it comes to books. So I go back and I really? annotate. I love that. I wish I was that kind of person, but I'm too scared. <laughs> like I, um, all my books are so bad. The books that are just mine, they're like ruined with like scribbles and what I thought about this little part and highlighters That's and everything. That's cool though. It is. It's I not like neat. <laughs> it's like, I can't give this away because now it's like a memory of mine. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Like yeah. you're like personalizing it. I love that. Okay. And the last question, mm-hmm. a course you have completed. Okay. So before I got into media and the sort of the courses in the areas I'm going into now, I did a course yeah. for education. So I was aiming to be a primary teacher. Oh, oh my gosh. I it did not know this. <laughs> no, it's a fun fact about me now, see? Um, yeah, I was aiming to be a primary teacher because I love kids yeah. and I love being around kids. Oh, um, yeah. But... I, it made me realize just how much is on teachers as well, like how much is put on them. Yeah. Because when I did a placement, I had to go and tell a parent that their child needs to improve in this. And I was just getting the amount of feedback that was so 
demoralizing as well. Like it was just so not what the reaction I thought I would be getting. Be like, okay, yeah, your child, because that's what in um, placements and stuff. That's what you have to do as a going to placement, and you go and get through all the hard parts. And it made me realize just how much is relied on for teachers and how many parents think that teachers are like babysitters for yeah some like literal parents yeah, yeah exactly so that was probably one of my favorite courses I've done a lot of courses between now and between then and now but I think that's probably the most memorable one because it definitely shifted my my um career into what it is now and I think it definitely helped do a whole trial and error to what I can and can't do. So I think it was probably the most character building course that I could possibly have done. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. I could definitely see you being like a primary school teacher though. Like that makes, like now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm doing that's the podcast. That's why she's so good at her show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why you're so good at your shows. Like it's so good. Honestly, everyone go listen to Dina's show because her shows uh, she's got two says what is it raising parents and all together yes yeah yes and they're they're really good because like she said she Uh she loves kids and she knows a lot about it ah shucks pa (laughs) (laughs) so um now we're going to move more into um the discussion of goal setting and what that means from a personal perspective and a family perspective and just kind of like goal setting in general because it's something that we hear a lot about and people always like goals you know like we're at coming up to the holidays it's the end of the year and this is the time of the year for some reason that people get really obsessed with like their goals Mm -hmm. and you either feel bad because you didn't like finish them and you didn't do them yeah or like you're starting new ones and you're creating everyone's like their new year goals and I hate that I just I can't can't. do you create no do you do I've given up no I've given up yeah me too (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm like just have a good year (laughs) just be happy no I hate that I hate the be happy one because it's like well like sometimes I'm not happy but sometimes that's okay like that's okay yeah yeah so totally it's it's a definitely I think it's too much pressure on goals to be honest yeah yeah I think so. Yeah. Like when you do this massive thing and then people like, oh, did you complete your goal? And like, if you didn't, then that's like, you know, and you make them so vague and all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about goal setting in a, in a normal, like sort of setting Mm -hmm. and how that works and how you can actually do it and how this affects your personal productivity. So before we start, Dina, how would you define personal productivity? (laughs) (laughs) I would love to say that it's it can be defined as you being productive or you finding a schedule that suits you and having that um, implemented into your daily life. However, I do think personally, personal productivity just means getting things done that need to get done and having that time to do so. So as much as I would love to say, I make lists to make sure I do things on time. I definitely don't. I, um, I get told, (laughs) I get told what needs to get done and then I just go ahead and do it. So I don't really think for me, it works to be defined as just having a schedule or having, um, doing something all the time. Yeah. Cause that's what productivity I've, Productivity alone, I think I perceive it as doing something every time, having something to do, being productive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not definitely not like that. Yeah. And then when they say that, oh, you're not productive because you're sitting and watching a movie, for me, that's productive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if you're doing it like for – if I think if you're doing it for the benefit of yourself, then it is productive, like no matter what you're doing. And I think I'm like – when, when I've had guests on, um, like, previously we have experts, you know, we've got psychologists and entrepreneurs and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think, like, what we're missing a lot of the time is, like, if you're doing something for yourself, and that doesn't mean, like, for yourself, like, in a selfish kind of way, but in, like, for yourself, like, if you're doing your job, 
Yeah. Or like if you're looking after your kids or if you're watching a movie for your like, you know, mental health or your self-care, then that is productive because you're contributing and like you're benefiting yourself. Yeah. It's not productive if you aren't like benefiting yourself. And that doesn't mean like not helping other people. Like when you help other people, you get your own personal benefits in terms of you feel good and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I like that. I think that's very insightful, Dina. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm in a very (laughs) insightful mood today. So (laughs) (laughs) We've caught her at a good time, guys. This is great. So going back to goal setting Mm -hmm. and goal setting from what you know, I've researched and from what we know, goal setting is about visualizing what you want to achieve and the steps you need to get there to succeed in those goals. But before we kind of break that down, because that's what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. how would you define a goal? I think I define a goal as an achievement. So for me, one goal seems very efficient for me. So having that one goal, making sure I focus on either it's going to the gym for one day. That's one goal for me. And I love to divide my life or the understanding of my life as the different areas. So like for me, it's like fitness or health, um, eating correctly. And I make sure that I have one goal for me, like for example, for eating healthy is I have one piece Mm. of fruit. That's a goal. Or... I make sure I drink water or hydrate. That's one goal. So it's like one goal for the day that I make sure that I do. And for each area, one goal seems enough for me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So do you, I guess like when I think about goals, I think like big, like pictures and all that kind of stuff. So do you, or if you do, how do you do it? But like, do you differentiate goal setting from like general tasks and like to-do lists? I hate seeing, like I hate writing, okay, hydrate as my to-do. So like that's how I sort of separate it. With things that I won't want to do, I make a goal. Yeah. So for every kind of like thing, task that I do is like when I go to work, there's like the list of things that I need to do. Or when I go to uni and things, there are lists of things that I need to get done. But a goal for me is to complete one thing, one major thing that I have to make sure gets done. Whether it's like, um, yeah. So it's like talking to a lecturer, for example, that's my goal, not a thing to do. Because it's not something I would do in a normal today basis. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I actually, I really like that. That's cool because like, I feel like if you say something's a goal versus something like you have to do, mm-hmm. there's like a different, there's, I don't know, there's just like a different feeling. Yeah. Like when you say like your goal is to drink water and stay hydrated versus like on your to-do list, you know, drink water and stay hydrated. I feel like when it's like a goal, it's something that you want to achieve, but if you like don't get there straight away, it's like more okay I don't know it just it feels different when you put it like that yeah because I feel like a task is something that like a to-do list is something that you have to get done throughout that day a goal is like I can achieve getting there um but it's Mm. not so big if I don't and you implement it more into your habit than you would do if it was a task yeah yeah Interesting. I like that because, yeah, I think that makes things more sort of like attainable and that kind of goes into my next question. When we talk about goal setting, a lot of people can get really overwhelmed by the prospects of goal setting Mm because I think for the general population, I think to their detriment, they don't think like you (laughs) in terms of having when you say like, oh, this is my goal. It's like some big, massive, like, thing sort of, like, in the future and that you've got to, like, work really hard. Like, it's going to take you years or, like, months to get there. Yeah. So do you think there is such a thing as an unrealistic goal? Oh, yeah, 100%. 
hundred okay. I I have that goal of you know, I think we've talked about this outside of work and stuff. Like personal goals I've had I'm almost twenty five now. When I was twenty one, I had a goal that I'd be married by twenty one. Or I'd be moving out of the house by 21. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. but like that to me, especially at the age that I thought about it, definitely seemed, definitely was unrealistic. Mm. But I just made that a goal. Whether it's like for me, I would have loved to move out by 21. But because of COVID, that didn't happen. Like for me at that point, yeah, true. it didn't, it wasn't realistic. Or, say that, okay, I want to move out now. Financially, it's not realistic for me to do. But I still have that mm. that unrealistic goal that, okay, end of this year, I'm moving out. I keep saying it. I keep looking at houses. I keep looking at places. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, like, re- it is not working out because financially, hard, yeah. yeah. So financially, it's unrealistic. And I definitely think that plays a big part as to what Mm. a realistic or achievable goal should look like yeah interesting I'm just yeah I think like I totally agree you have to take into sort of like you have to take into account like the different variables that are going to be able to control you getting to your goal because I think when we think about goals um just sort of in like a secular sense we think about it as something that is entirely dependent on us and if we achieve it it's because we did it ourselves Mm -hmm. like just us like as an individual human being yeah but that's really not the case (laughs) like and I think like you said before like when you were like oh you know I wanted to move out when I was 21 but Mm -hmm. COVID cut that short Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah exactly like COVID told you no thanks (laughs) you're staying home you're living yeah like you're doing that instead of going and doing those things and I think people have had to kind of come to terms with that especially recently in terms of being able to understand okay my goals my goals Mm -hmm. but actually doing them is going to to depend on a lot more things than just whether or not I actually want to do them because it involves other people like your goals most of the time involve other people and involve other variables and things that you can't control, you know, mental health, physical health, yeah. you know, family, friends, like work life, like all those kinds of things inform like your goals. So why do you think when it comes to goal setting and like we, we talked about, you know, being overwhelmed, why do you think people get overwhelmed when it comes to setting goals? Why do you think people are so hesitant to set goals? I think people are scared of not achieving it. And I mean, imagine you have a goal to go and run a marathon and you it's between now and a year's time. So you have a year to sort of train, but you don't train until like the last few months before. And that does not give us a lot of time to sort of train for it. It doesn't give us a lot of time to, um, to achieve the goal that we've been working hard and dreaming about doing. So it's kind of, I think it's kind of like that where we're put ourselves in this, okay, I'm going to have this goal set, but we don't make any effort. We don't really think of a plan of how to get to that goal until the last few months before it. Yeah, (laughs) literally. (laughs) I think that's what sets us up. Like we don't give us ourselves enough time to even mentally understand that that's what our goal is Mm, yeah yeah so plus definitely plays a big role as to what we can achieve and what we can't really do definitely yeah I think it's really easy to be really overwhelmed by it um yeah because we don't kind of I feel like as humans we always think we can get something done faster than it's actually going to take like it's never like even just like recording today and we're like doing this and it's like this is taking longer than like it's anticipated right so it's like you have to account for those things and you have to be easy on yourself and I think that's the scary bit is like oh my gosh like if I don't do this then I'm gonna like you know I'm gonna be mad at myself later and you know especially if you're being like accountable to someone else for that goal 
that adds that like extra layer of pressure. Mm-hmm. And like I had a guest come on and talk about this, um, Darren Finkelstein. I think he was like episode two of the show and we talked about goal setting and staying accountable and how a lot of the time that helps but it's like getting over the hill and like not being scared mm-hmm. of it is like the scary part because being accountable to someone else is like so much more scary than like yep. being accountable yeah like to yourself have you ever like I'm curious have you ever done like have you ever set a goal where you've had to be accountable to someone else yes I definitely have set a goal where I'm going to be like traveling with a family member or going on a holiday with a family member and it's very much dependent on the amount of money that I save and the money manner that amount of money that they save for it. And if I've given myself, okay, a set budget as to what I can spend it on, on what like I need to save in order to go on the trip, their budget's going to look different. Yeah. And they have a different way of saving or it's not going to be as much or it's not going to be as, um, yeah, as much as what I would have. So I've definitely set a goal where I've gone traveling with a friend and her budget is very different from mine and her. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And the the stuff that they want to do is like out of my budget for me to go. So I end up just like standing there and watching them being like, I should have saved more. I should have like told myself to do more with it. And I think that it's very dependent on other people. Like traveling with other people is really difficult. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So So difficult. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. It's something that I find quite daunting. Like recently, um, you know, this, I was supposed to go overseas Mm -hmm. and I, and I didn't. And while I was there, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go to Malaysia and then I was supposed to fly from Malaysia to Vietnam. Um, and then I was going to be there and like, it started out like me and some friends and it was going to be like, for their work related and I was just sort of going to tag along because I used to work with them Mm -hmm. and so we were doing that but then the budget for the trip just slowly kept increasing and it and suddenly I was like I can't fly to Malaysia and go to Vietnam and afford to fly home and then fly to Brisbane like it was and it started like it started out as something that was it sounded like it was going to be really cheap yep yep (laughs) And then it just got really big and I was like, oh, I don't think this is really, I don't think this is really going to work. So now I'm just in Brisbane, now I'm just in Queensland. I'm not going overseas at all during the holidays, which is probably good because, yeah, I just wasn't, I just didn't have that ready. And the goal in terms of like what needed to happen was not set clearly. And so that that kind of segues us nicely into talking about, goal setting in terms of the actual steps and the ways that goals need to be created. Mm -hmm. So author and entrepreneur Mark Manson says that realizing that you have a goal is the easy part and it's actually deciding how you're going to achieve that goal Mm -hmm. and the systems that will be in place to help you get there. So like from your personal experience, How specific do you think people need to be when it comes to planning how they will achieve their goal? Oh, very, I think very specific. Like (laughs) if you're like, I want to go back to that running a marathon thing. If you're going to train, run a mile or like two Ks every second day or every third day, is that enough for you to build the momentum in order to go complete that goal and can run that marathon at the end of it? Mm. So I think it needs to be really specific as to the amount of time and energy and the length that you're about to go in order to be able to complete that goal. And it has to be something that one, achievable, the tasks that you have to do. Like for me, I would love to hydrate like my goal is to be able to drink a whole bottle finish a whole bottle throughout the day I am that is my goal like that is Dina has the opposite problem to me 
this and is, like a fish. I need to finish this. <laughs> like I cannot even manage to finish it at the moment. So you go, girl. <laughs> and it's not good, and especially when summer is hitting. Like I need to be able to know that okay, I'm not gonna yeah. start fainting or feeling faint halfway throughout the day. <laughs> yeah that's good (laughs) I'm telling my body this is what you need to do this is a habit that you need to make into a goal so I am trying to drink as much as I can to teach my body that this is what needs to happen in order to do that so it needs to be something that you feel you can really do and you really need to do yeah and you're recognizing that there is a gap between what you are now and what your goal is yeah Definitely. No, I totally get that. And I think, are you using the marathon example? Because you're literally doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dina I'm is kidding. like an actual athlete, guys. No, like, not an athlete. She's a full Olympian. <laughs> she is full. Like, I'm expecting a gold medal. <laughs> um, my mom is like, even more than me, she's worse. She is like forcing me to run or forcing me to go to the gym oh even goodness. more. I am so impressed, honestly, as oh. someone who hates running, like genuinely, <laughs> so impressive. Yeah. But um, yeah, I totally get you when it comes to being as specific as you can possibly be, because I feel like that, that actually forces you to think about how attainable it is. Like you said before, in terms of like, okay, if you're actually going to run these like 2Ks or 6Ks or whatever every day, is it something that you actually want to do mm-hmm. to get there? Because having to break down the process and Mark Manson talks about this is having to actually break down the process of how you're going to achieve the goal. A lot of the time actually changes people's perspectives on whether I want, whether they want that goal to actually be (laughs) their goal. Yes. Right. Like, did you have this thought like when you were deciding whether you wanted to do a marathon oh I did did not want to do it I had (laughs) really I didn't want knowing the amount of effort that it would take and the amount of time yeah um and the consistency that needed to be a part of your routine as well I think that really put me off from doing it but because I wasn't doing it alone I think it definitely made it a little bit easier um, I lack motivation to do a lot of things. So when it comes to like, <laughs> yeah, me yeah. getting out and doing something and being proactive about it is a little bit more difficult for me because I just love the idea of just laying in bed and watching a movie. Um, uh, yeah, oh constantly. I would if that if they made that the job. Can I please sign up for that? Like honestly, honestly though, right? Just review right. movies. We'll just be a movie. We're just gonna yeah. We're gonna guys. We're gonna start our own podcast. We're gonna review movies. Yeah, you'll see me just, just like gonna, crying every five minutes to any yeah. movie. This is gonna be uh, me and Dina lying on the couch yeah. just watching movies. We'll be like um. Cat and oh my gosh, I forgot. But the two drag queens who watched Trixie yeah, and yeah, 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 and they oh. watched the shows, yeah. And oh my gosh, literally, I'm like, that's that's gonna be me and Dina, guys. Watch out yeah. for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's tuned. coming to season two. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, but yeah, like when you set a goal and you think about what you actually have to do to get there, then it makes you realize it definitely makes you think about like whether or not you want it I feel like this is something that parents do with their kids they're like okay if you want to do this these are the things that you're gonna have to do before you get there yes and you see kids go like ah actually am I the only (laughs) one do that am I the only one that grew up with those like goal setting things like if we'll put on the fridge or something that um oh my god parents used to say like this is a routine that you need to do and this is also like the goals for the week that each yep. of you need to do like do your own laundry learn how to do the laundry is one of the goals that we sort of worked our way up to do that's up such to a doing. good idea yeah it, it never happened I mean it was just, right. it was there <laughs> but like we never that's really nice yeah yeah I am um, I, sh- I shrunk all my clothes w- at one point I, I remember <gasps> that oh my gosh no that's my worst nightmare <laughs> oh my goodness no I'm so scared specifically why I don't use a dryer like even though we live in Melbourne and it's always raining yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm so scared of using a dryer because I'm like if I shrink something I am never gonna let it go no like I will never let and you can't you can't re-stretch it well you can but it's not as good it's this bad it just looks like it's you've stretched right. it <laughs> Yeah, it just looks like you stretched it. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, when I was a kid, we didn't 
I think, no, we definitely did do the goals, but I don't think they were probably as um, nicely thought out as you just said they were. But I think that's a good idea, like, if you've got kids in terms of, like, having achievements and, like, working towards Mm -hmm. specific things because, and this kind of nicely segues into my next question. Yay! Um, Told you I've done this before. I know. (laughs) She's a pro, guys. She's a pro. Um, When it comes to setting goals, like in a family setting, there's a lot of research that says that you have to start with short-term goals to make the long-term goals achievable. So, for example, getting a child to complete their homework every week is a short-term goal so that they can achieve the long-term goal of actually getting good grades at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you get an A or if you get an A- minus or like something like that. So how involved do you think parents need to be when it comes to children achieving their own goals? And do you think that approach needs to be different when it comes to personal goals for kids versus academic goals? I love the idea of sort of parents taking part in <clears throat> in um, setting goals and sort of I think a lot of kids learn from role models and they learn from like seeing what the parents do. So you sort of kids imitate parents a lot. So oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I'm a mini me. Like yeah. I'm a whole mini me of my mom. Same. Exactly the <laughs> yeah. same. Um, so, yeah, I – learnt things from my mom that I've implemented into my daily life now and it's become something of a routine that I didn't even realize I did um up until she noticed that I did it the way that she did it and I folded clothes the way that she did it and I'm like oh okay I'm exactly like her but I think I learnt from also just trial and error myself like my parents they were involved in my life but they weren't telling me it needs to be done a certain way they were just saying okay don't forget to go and write in a journal or don't forget to go and um list out what you need to get done for the week they didn't tell me what I needed to get done because they weren't they weren't going to be like okay you need to do this this and this they just told me the dates that I get to do my own laundry and then that's it yeah um so I was very much raised in a space where I learned how to do a lot of things myself yeah but I was also always told that I can ask for help or for advice if I didn't know how to do something and I think Mm. that's the way that I would love more parents to be like I know a lot of parents have different systems and they grew up a different way of like Mm. parenting as well and everyone's parenting style is going to be different but I love the idea of just allowing your kid to fail yeah. And to learn that it's okay definitely. to not yeah. be 100%. Mm, definitely, yeah. I'm not going to let my kid get an F or something. But I'm not saying like let your kid fail as in like academically just like let them be so bad and just say, oh, it's up to them. But like just let them acknowledge the fact that they haven't done something or that they haven't done the work or the homework that they've needed to do and let them realize that that's what, they need to do in order to be independent yeah definitely like those repercussions yeah exactly yeah definitely now that's so interesting and I want to ask you have you have an older sister yeah younger younger oh wait so you're the oldest yeah (laughs) ah okay I don't I don't know why for some reason I thought you had an older sister but no you have a younger sister okay do you think like okay? So we're both older sisters. We've both got little people in our lives. Yes. Um. Not not that not little. little but, not you know. that little. <laughs> no, they're not that little. Um. But like you know, we've both got younger people in our lives. Yeah. Um. And as big sisters, do you think like how you think about your goals and sort of your perception of your goals? Do you think that has influenced like your little sisters? perception of her goals and how she looks at things um I hope not (laughs) (laughs) I I know for sure that she has sort of seen what I would like to do like for me I 
got into my master's and being the first one in my family to sort of raise the academic bar, like not just doing yeah. a graduate degree, but doing a master's is probably the first in my family. Yeah, wow. So she's aiming to follow into that. She's just going to graduate uni this month in like a couple oh of weeks. Goodness. So yeah, wow. she's not a little baby anymore, unfortunately. Oh, but, yeah, uh, no, she's really not. <laughs> but um, I think her going into her master's really shows that I love that we can also have that conversation about it as well. Mm, and yeah, she's definitely. come to me saying like, okay, how much have you actually learned from you going and studying even further? And I'm like, I've just learned how the small little things. And I think it's important to recognize that um, just the like academic sense, when it comes to the academic sense, I grew up in a household where education was sort of put first. Whatever you decided to do, yeah. you had to make sure that you at least had a bachelor's. And that's the standard that yeah, wow. I think, because my parents raised me when they were pretty young and they were like, they yeah. didn't get a chance to do that. So yeah. they always aimed to be like, okay, do not do anything until you've sort of had that bachelor's degree. You can do whatever you want afterwards, but yeah. make sure you have that that degree love, yeah. and that fail safe that you can always rely on. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's sort of the goal that both of us have sort of had in our heads, in the back of our heads throughout high school, throughout everything. Um, and that was the conversations that my sister and I were able to sort of set in our heads and mm -hmm. have as a goal and have as a um, – like, I don't want to say she followed in my footsteps because she's definitely to the beat of her own <laughs> drum. Like she's, yeah. she's so far, <laughs> she's so different to me that she's a lot more organized than I am. Um, she's also freelancing too. So it's, um, oh, she's also she's definitely, yeah. Yeah. She's working three jobs at the moment. So she's doing a lot oh more than goodness. me. <laughs> wow. That is insane. I could never. No, I, I could never either, but she's. Hey. I love to think that when she does see me and she's been my huge motivator in order to sort of set a role model for her as well, especially when it comes yeah. to the academic base, like, cause I'm basically what she relied on when having that conversation about improving her education or talking about uni, it was a lot easier for yeah. the two of us to have that conversation. Yeah. So I think, Definitely. yeah, having that, um, I mean, I would have loved to have a big sister, honestly, to sort of oh my gosh, me too, rely on that right? on. <laughs> oh, that would be so nice to have an older sibling. I know. Like, oh, Younger siblings so nice. don't know what they have. <laughs> like They really don't, though. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, I'm, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Like, I've got, I, I don't have a sister, which I always wish I did. But then I'm also, like, I feel like, like you and your sister, like, we would just, like, fight all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Like we would just clash oh, all the time. So yeah. I'm kind of glad I've got boys. Um, definitely <laughs> adds a different level of things to the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got two I've got two little boys, little brothers. Um, and yeah, I think it's definitely yeah, I don't think they know how good they've got it. No. Like they really like I am like the pioneer and <laughs> like doing everything first. Like yeah. You know, the first one to graduate high school, you know, the first one to go through grade 12 exams. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Like, the first one to move out of home by herself, like, the first one to go to university because neither my neither my parents, um, like, ever did higher education. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first one to, like, go to university and, like, you know, to do that, to take that step and, like, to do all those things. And I like to think that I've influenced, like, their decisions. And I think as they get older, because my youngest is 14 now and my oldest is about to turn 19. And I think as they've gotten older, they've seen why I've done what I've done. Like, I think when they were younger, they were like, why is she doing this? Like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, why is she working, like, you know, so hard? Like, why Like why is she so stressed? Like, just relax. Like, they told me for years that I'm, I'm not fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was, like, cause I was working all the time and, like, studying oh, so hard. God. And they're like, TJ's not fun. Like, TJ's so boring. Um, but thankfully, like, they had each other, so they were, like, good to go. Yeah. Um, 
but I think as I've like as they've got older they've come to like appreciate they're like oh like that's why TJ does what she does like that's why TJ does all the things and like has studied so hard and worked so hard and like created these goals yeah and these steps and they've seen like sort of exactly what goes into that process like you said sort of like your sister coming to you asking for advice on like higher education and you yeah. know masters and whether that's actually influenced you or not and yeah so my brothers have seen sort of like okay if I want to move out of home you know I've got to do this so if I want to get into uni I've got to do this so you know if I want to be as stressed as my sister then I've got to do this yeah. and, you know they've learned from my mistakes like oh don't do that like yeah you, you can know. tell them you can tell them no yeah no, no, exactly no, I'm like yeah yeah I'm like don't don't do that <laughs> let's avoid that but yeah I think as like an older sister you you map out like you have goals and you're the person who like creates the steps yeah and you're the person that creates like you know that goal setting yeah and I don't think my brothers will specifically walk like directly in my path in terms of like what I'm doing myself because it's not their not their area <laughs> of interest in any way whatsoever. Because um, like yeah, they're they're both interested in vastly different things for me. Um, but I think like I I've definitely sort of thought about that in terms of like okay, like am I setting a good example in terms of the steps that are required yep. to actually set goals and I think you underestimate like the pressure of like what that feels like because you're like the test dummy yeah I was the first pancake like I was literally the first pancake that didn't go so well but is trying to figure out a way um yeah and I think especially when it comes to being like you said being a role model being um being that example for your sibling I think that really motivated me a lot to grow up because when I mm. was younger, I was very like an immature, immature little kid. Didn't um, didn't really have an idea as to what she wanted to do. Didn't really care about school or anything like that. Like I was not, um, I was not the greatest kid, honestly. <laughs> like, <Fun advice. laughs> I was so different from vastly different to what you describe yourself as. Um, I was I was the fun one. My so, gosh, no. Um, yeah. Oh, I love I love that though. I wish I was the fun one. So my sister was a very yeah. mature one very quickly. Like she yeah, right. got older very quickly. And I realized that I needed to give her a childhood. I needed to give her that availability to just be a kid. To Yeah. And then I made sure that the responsibility of her being the mature like mentality was put on me instead and just allowed her to sort of do her own thing. And I think that put me in a position where I got to choose. And because I was older, I learned boundaries a little bit more. And I learned that Mm. I need to be able to set the fact that, okay, I need to teach her about boundaries by example. I need to teach her about, and like, I love that my my parents were there, but I think that I, I mean, when you're siblings, you kind of raise each other, even though your parents are still. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> your parents are there <laughs> and they're an active role. Like yeah. they were an active role oh, yeah. for me. We're not trying to underestimate the power of parents here. No, they still <laughs> we, told me off. <laughs> yeah, you guys still have the ultimate reign. Yeah, <laughs> but like I felt like I raised her and she raised me very yeah, much. definitely. And it was very much determined um, – as to how much is too much for us, like us being productive. My sister and I, this is another fun fact about me is my sister and I were homeschooled for a long time. Yes, I was homeschooled my whole high school, high school time. And then my my sister was homeschooled from like grade three. So she was always been yeah. Always been homeschooled. Wow. And it was, a, oh my goodness. I think it was a decision for two different reasons that my sister has anxiety and things like that. So she needed that space mm. where she could just be. Yeah. And I like that. for me, I got too much too caught up in the socializing aspect of school. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can relate. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I needed that. I needed to focus, redirect my focus to an academic 
site, especially if I'm going to be like a role model for my sister or going to uni and stuff. And mm. I think um, if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have ended up in uni, to be honest. So um, yeah, wow, it's a very, oh my goodness. yeah, it's, it was really nice to sort of have that change. And mm. my goals were very different, became very different. Yeah. Um, I think it's also taking yourself out of the environment that you're in yeah sort of changes your view on goals as well like if you're in an environment where it's just everything is chaotic and no one really has an idea as to what they want to do in life like I remember this um, person that was saying you become what your friends are because you're so influenced by your friends that you're just not able to figure out what you want to be, what you need to be. So being productive and being having that sense of being a productive member of society, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. Like you people hear it all the time, but like what actually does it mean? Like how are you a productive mm-hmm. member of society? Is it because you're earning money? Is it because you're um not graffitiing everywhere? Like I don't know <laughs> what it is. Because you're not breaking the law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, you're definitely, like, yeah, on the right track there in terms of, not on the right track. What did I even just say? I just had, like, a massive, my brain just broke for, like, a hot second. I forgot what the question was. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know where we're going with this at the moment. Um, Oh, yeah, like, when you said, like, when you said, um, it's a lot about the environment and how that influences you. Mm-hmm. I think that was, yeah, that's definitely so true. Like if you're surrounded by chaos, it's so much harder to not be chaos. And if, you know, if you're surrounded by rigidity and, you know, like strictness, it's a lot harder to be chaos. Mm-hmm. So it's like it really if you want to set goals, you really have to think about when you're setting those steps, you really have to think about the environment that you're in and how attainable is it, mm-hmm. like where you are. Like I had to like move states <laughs> to be able to like complete my goal mm-hmm. in terms of going to university, living in a place where I have access to like certain resources. Yep. You have to think about how attainable that is. Um So, yeah, that definitely, I think, needs to inform a lot of your goal setting. So we're going to quickly talk about some of Dina's uh, personal practices and habits that she does (laughs) for her goal setting. (laughs) No pressure, but you're an expert now. (laughs) Literally. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, that's my first question. Like, what is the practice that you do to set goals? I I I think that I would say that my practice to like I think mentally know that I'm going to set this goal is to just walk away from life for a bit. Like I disassociate a lot when it comes oh to my like gosh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like for me I can cut off everything and everyone very easily. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely. My if my mind is just sort of saying, okay, you don't need to do this, I won't do it. And I I think for me to be able to set a goal that I can actually do, I need to step away from everything in life in order to mm-hmm. redirect my focus. And yeah, I think that's I've realized that I never knew that I used to do that. Interesting. I never knew that I dissociated. I never knew that I wasn't present when I was around. I never realized it up until yeah. I think lockdown, um, lockdowns and after lockdowns, like the last couple of years, I've sort of realized that I need to take a step back from life in order to figure out what my new move is going to be. Like, I'm very prone to things that if it doesn't go my way, if it goes the, doesn't go the way I planned, I break down. So yeah, yeah I feel that. I do it so <laughs> easily. Like if things, like for example, like if I've had a guest and it's going to be like a little, they're going to be a little bit late, like by an hour or something, I tend to freak out being like, okay, that means my whole day is kind of messed up. Like my whole schedule. Yeah. And yeah, I do the same. I need to realize that, okay, 
that's not attainable. The situation needs to change. So I need to step back in order to really redirect how this is going to go. Mm. So I think my Interesting. biggest practice is to just like live life for just unalive for like a little bit, like just <laughs> unalive, <laughs> just like a second. <laughs> and whether it's like going for a walk, going for a little run or like just sitting on my bed under a blanket and just watching a movie like that's it takes a little bit of steps I am very like everyone in my life is very print and knowing that I don't reply to messages um as I should so um yeah. like one or two business days is when I reply <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so lucky that I get to work with Dina because then I actually like, she has to answer me. <laughs> like yeah. she has to talk to me because we work together. So it's like, you are stuck with me. Yeah. It's very different when it's work. Cause I reply to work so quickly, yeah. but like to She's friends. She's so and stuff. productive guys. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to friends, I think they take the fall for a lot of it. And I, yeah. Over the last couple of years, when I've realized that that's what I do, I've lost a lot of people in my life because of that. Yeah, right. But I needed, I know that I need to do that. And if I lose people because of it, then I'm okay with it in a weird way. Like I love the people that are in my life because they've learned to understand that that's how I need to to be in order to process things. Yeah. Um. Do they get annoyed? Yes. Do I have fights with them? Yes, but they're still there. And I think like for me, knowing that that's the practice that needs to get done, I don't, I stopped caring about what other people are going to think about it. Mm. So that is a really big thing that I think I've recently learned as an adult as well. A kind of, a kind Mm. of adult. I'm going to, do I call myself an adult? adult. I don't know. Yeah. We can um, be adults. Yeah, we can be adults. <laughs> do I still play with Legos? Yes. Do I yeah, still like? Yeah, totally. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're just like massive children who have just somehow ended up in like roles, yeah. like jobs. Yeah, I'm I'm a kid with a credit card. I think that's literally what I think. Oh I my am. gosh, I love that. That is literally me. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I definitely relate to that. And I think when it comes to just like the the momentary setbacks mm-hmm. of like having to readjust, like, you know, stepping back, disconnecting and just thinking, okay, this like, you know, s- like re channeling your goal and just like reanalyzing it and being like, okay, if that is my goal, then like, what am I doing currently? Mm-hmm. And how is that working? And that doesn't have to be like, I think when we say goals, people, and like I've mentioned this so many times in this podcast, but like when we say goals, people think like big, like massive corporate things, but it can just be like really small things. And I think when it comes to like having to reorientate, like readjust your life and that can affect your friendships, it's something that you just sort of like end up coming to terms with. And it's, it's such a weird part of being an adult. Yeah. Like, yeah. so weird. Like, I never thought that that would be something that would happen. Like, I had to, like, you know, say adios to a friend, like a really good friend, yeah. like a while ago, mm-hmm. because the way that we were functioning, it was really bad. It just wasn't working. <laughs> it just, we're not going to get into that right now. No, no, no. <laughs> but it just saying. wasn't, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. Yeah. And I miss that person mm-hmm. and I loved that person. But for me to get to the next spot in my life, and that, am I making this obvious that this was a guy? Yeah, yeah, Like for me to get to the next sort of part of myself and to make those improvements, yeah. like he had to go. Yeah. It was a mutual, it was a mutual thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, probably more on my side than his. But I think it was like something that I just had to except yeah and I'm like you know like that was good that was nice for that part of my life Mm -hmm. but now like for me to get to the next place and to get to that next goal Mm -hmm. like that person if that person isn't going to cooperate with me in terms of what we're trying to do here then I just kind of got to let them go yeah because at the end of the day like it was something I had to do for myself yeah and it was a goal and he was not a step in the goal. <laughs> no, no, I I went through the same same thing. And I think when you transition to an adult, there are certain people that transition in a different way. Yeah. And 
like for me, the guy thing as well, like that was a big turn point in my life um, over the last couple of years. And I think that really forced me to redirect what I wanted to do. Mm. Oh, totally. And I like, honestly, I realized and it scared me how much I realized I relied on that person for certain like emotional um yeah that connection like I relied Mm. on that person Mm. and it was a scary point in my life when I didn't have that person anymore and how much I realized that I didn't look at myself when I like look at myself the way that I thought I did yeah and it was a huge change realizing that I can't rely on that person realized that I had to make lists I had to find out who I was and I changed like honestly it was so deep I think I would have moved heaven on earth in order to make that part of my life work definitely yeah I know I relate and when it didn't it was like okay so and I've known that person since I was like 13 like I it was a huge it was like child to adult and I brought him into my adult life yeah when it wasn't going to be yeah. And I forced so much until I realized that, okay, I have to accept fact that they've moved on. They're going in a different direction. They're going with a different person. Like their person is a different person than I was. Mm. Um, and that suits their adult person, Yeah, their adult life. I didn't suit their adult life. So I had to find mm. my own sort of thing. And that was me. I think that was only me like a year ago, honestly, like realizing that that is where oh, yeah, I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And it was it was a scary realization because you realize that a whole chunk of your life, I don't want to say um, was wasted, but I think it was just, it was a lesson. But I hate, yeah. I hate how they make it sound when they say, okay, this is person is a lesson. I'm like, it's not a yeah. lesson. It was like a person. Yeah, so, like they were a human with impact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So now yeah. like seeing who my adult person is and who my adult life is can look like or I want it to mm. look like, I have full control over shaping it. It's not relied on anyone else. Yeah. And yeah. realizing that I need to take the time I mean, I lost people that I was friends with since I was like four. So, yeah, wow. But it was because their values and their idea of an adult being grown up was different mm. to mine. Like for them, oh yeah, they relied totally. on being in a relationship, like mm. getting married at a certain age. I was like, okay, I don't think I think like that. I don't think I'm the same way. Whereas, like, a relationship is the the start of my life because it really yeah. it really isn't at this point in my life for me it's like mm. I mean I'm aiming to travel I mean I'm going away next year and I'm so excited for yeah. that like that is Woo-hoo. a big my first London, like baby. I know, my <laughs> yes. first like adult trip too like that's gonna be the first yeah. place so oh and I'm going by myself for the first time that is my I think like when you're talking about goal that is my goal so yeah I need to work Snaps for and save. Yeah. I know, hopefully. <laughs> so I'll send a go. I'll start a GoFundMe so you guys can send over. <laughs> That's a goal. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, so I think like my goals and my ambition has changed because mm. I'm a very much a different productive person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, I definitely think that. And I think that's something that, yeah, as an adult, when you've got your own goals – yeah, like you don't really think about it when you're a kid, but then when you become an adult and everyone's got their own goals and their own sort of sets of, um, you know, like milestones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you just end up going in completely different directions. And for you to do some of the things that you want to do, that person can't really be around anymore. No. Or it's like you need to make like new friends. Like after after I kind of, you know, cut, look, I don't want to say cut off, but after we parted ways, mm-hmm with that friend it was like okay if and if I'm not gonna you know invest in that person then what am I gonna do that's gonna help me sort of get to my next step that next milestone that next part of my life and Mm -hmm. so I ended up just yeah and that's where friendship came into it like really 
in terms of like having friends who had similar goals and so we understood what each other were going through and mm-hmm. um, like you can make that like you know an accountability partner thing if you wanted to but like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not here for that but that's not this like, episode. if people wanted yeah no that's not this <laughs> if you want to know about accountability go to Darren Finkelstein great episode um but when it came to yeah like my personal goals it was like about finding like girlfriends like my like my female my chicas yeah um you know that those people who had those similar um sort of like wants and desires and doesn't have to be exactly the same but it has to be like when you're following a certain goal and you've got certain steps to get there a lot of the time you know your lifestyles and your things kind of end up matching up and it's so nice just finally like yes it finally having that as an adult and unfortunately that does mean that you know certain people are going to leave your life but it's only it's only ever going to be like to somebody's benefit honestly yeah sometimes it's like amicable sometimes it's like okay oh yeah you know that and you both really enjoy you both realize that it's going to be different or that you're not really as close as you once were. And sometimes it's okay. Like I, I'm totally fine with the people that are no longer in my life. Um, I don't hate them. Like I, the reason that some of them left some, sometimes I'm just like, okay, but like, was I, did I ever mean anything? Yeah, but definitely. I think when I look at it, like, okay, there are people in my life now that serve more of a purpose than those people did. Mm. And I think that's what everyone in this world is for. Like everyone in this world is to serve a purpose. Yeah. And sometimes you meet people that don't really serve, give you anything. Mm. And and sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do meet the people that literally teach you. I mean, I learn a lot from you. And I like when we I have conversations. <laughs> like when we have conversations, it's just like it fits. It works really well. And yeah. Yeah, Dean is going to London yeah. before I go to London I know. six months later. <laughs> like, of course, of all moments that we just so great. Oh, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love. No, it's great. Definitely find the people. Yeah, if you're going to take anything out of this episode, I think it's definitely set out your goals, make them specific, and then find the people who are going to like support you and love you and be there for you. Yes, while you're doing that thing, and just like you know, if that means you know, finding different people outside of your general area and your general comfort zone, Mm -hmm. go for it because it's only going to be beneficial and it's going to help you like get there. Like it's all about, you know, you're in this together. Oh, so good. Well, thank you so much, Dina, for coming on the show. That brings us to the end of our show today. Oh, part two coming. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Dina is definitely coming back. Go and check out her show's She's got All Together and Raising Parents, amazing family shows. We'll leave the link in the description down below so you can go and check those out. And all the other shows, we've got 10 shows between the five of us, which is amazing. Um, So, yeah, you can go check out my other show, which is Personal Resilience. Resilience. Yes. Yes. And um, that one's bouncing back. And then there's other shows we've got dt and lou and gabriella and oh so, oh, so much many. if you want anything <laughs> we've, we've got everything we've got everything if you've got a goal we'll go, we'll help you get there guys <laughs> <laughs> it was great uh well thanks so much dina and no, yeah, thank you for having me thanks guys you have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.